May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning. Today's gospel lesson, let's see if we can, I'm going to preach from the pulpit. (laughs) All right, good morning. How's this? Today's gospel lesson is uh, a lesson that's most likely familiar to many of you all if you grew up in Sunday schools or in churches that sung the Sana hymn that we sung just now. If you, you grew up in that kind of church, then you probably know that story. Uh, it's a pretty simple parable, and if we read it on the surface, it has, uh, I think, a really clear lesson for us. So there are four types of soil provided for us. One is if, uh, if you're planted, you can be planted in rocky soil and uh, you'll grow up really fast, but then you'll die and you'll wither because the sun is hot, right? That's one soil. The second soil is uh, you could be planted and you end up being planted and there are a whole bunch of weeds or thorns that snuff you out. And then the third soil is the soil where, where you're thrown out and you end up on the path and that soil is compact and hard and so the birds come and get you. And then finally, we get to some good soil, the soil that you can actually grow and thrive in. Now, if we were to give that kind of a surface reading, there are four types of soil, three are bad, one is good. The odds of us living a faithful life, (laughs) they just don't seem that good, right? But you see, I happen to know a little bit about farming, and I happen to know a good bit about gardening, And I'm clear that Jesus grew up in an agrarian society where he also knew these things too. And the reality is that the math is just not that simple. You see, when a sower goes out to sow seed, before they ever even bother to do that, they go out and prepare the land. Uh, No sower just goes out willy-nilly and throws out seed to see what will happen. No, beforehand, you, you go out and you spend so much more time tilling and preparing, adding compost and nutrients than you even do with the planting. And so the soil is very well prepared. You see a seed, a seed to those who were living in Jesus's time. And indeed today, a seed was our livelihood. A seed could not just be dispersed and we hope and pray that something happened to it. No, the sower would prepare because they know that the seed is what will feed him or her and her family. The seed is what would grow to produce food for their cattle and livestock. And so the the math is not simple. No, When that land is prepared, the odds of us landing on good soil are actually quite high. The psalmist tells us a little bit about how God has prepared for us. In the Psalms, the psalmist talks about how before we were even born, before we were even conceived, God knit us together God prepared the land, prepared this world for us, 
before we even landed in a person's womb. And so, my friends, the soil has been prepared for us. So the question is, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to live our lives? Well, the Bible tells us that we are called to produce good fruit. Good fruit is uh, it's a metaphor that we see and. Paul uses it quite often. He talks about good fruit being the fruits of patience, of righteousness, of mercy, of love. Good fruit. That's what we're called to bear. And the soil has been prepared for us. But I would be short-sighted if I didn't acknowledge that the story is a little more complicated than that, right? I'll talk to you all about this by way of a a story. I went to visit a friend of mine, and she has the garden that I always want. It is so perfectly organized. Each path is clear. Each plot is set aside. All of the carrots are in one place, the green beans in another. This is not what my garden looks like. But as I'm walking along and noticing how beautiful and and organized her garden is, we we get to this place on the path where suddenly it's it's not clear anymore. There are plants, there are these vines that are growing up in the middle of the path. And she looks at me and she says, Kim, I didn't do that. (laughs) She says, these plants, they volunteered. They just chose, they elected. Somehow along the way, those seeds ended up on a path. And despite the ground being compact and hard and it not being what we would call good soil, those seeds pushed their way up through the ground and emerged and burst forth with life. And then instead of just staying in the path and and risking being trampled or scorched by the sun, those plants, they happen to be cucumbers, they stretched out into other plots, found their way to fertile ground, to good soil, so that they could thrive, so that they could begin to produce fruit. And then I think this is what's really brilliant about these plants It's when they found that they needed to get a little higher, get a little taller, when they needed to reach some more sunlight, they reached out and they found some corn. (laughs) And they climbed up that corn so that they could get to the light and make good fruit. My friends, there are times in our lives when we find ourselves not in good soil. We find ourselves, perhaps it is because of the company that we are in, where we work, or maybe it's our school environment, or maybe it's even at home, but there's something about that environment that is not designed for us to flourish in, where our walk with Christ, our faith journey, is just not an ideal place for us to be. And my message to you all this day, my call for you all is to to be like those cucumbers, to, to reach and to stretch and to struggle and find your way to good soil. I, I might offer that today you are in a place with good soil, that the good soil is found in church, that it's found at the rail and in the prayers that we pray, 
But I also want to suggest that as we walk in our Christian journey, as we seek to produce good fruit of of hope and love, of kindness and joy, that you might actually need to reach out and find some corn. You might need to turn to a friend or someone in a pew that you know is living a good and strong and faithful journey and reach out to them and grab hold of them and ask as they continue to grow that they help you pull up towards the light as well. We have some programs. We have some adult formation classes and children's classes to help you do that. Perhaps this might be the time in your life where you sign up for EFM so that you can find some good soil and some good strong corn stalks to climb up on. Or it may just be as simple as you look over at your neighbor who you've seen walking this faithful journey and you say, you know what? My soil's a little rocky. Can I tag along with you? Can you help mentor me and help pull me up? Because I want to live a life of light and hope, of faith. Friends, that's what church is for. That's what we're here to do. We help one another, whether you are planted in good and fertile soil or whether you are thrown off on the path and susceptible to being eaten by birds. We are here to help each other bloom where we are planted. So my friends, wherever you are on this journey, I encourage you, I bid you to reach out and help someone. Reach out and hold on as we all strive to grow in this Christian life, all strive to be more like Christ, people who love and hold on to each other, people who bring light, life, and good fruit to this world. May it be so. Amen.